0: Welcome back to Unlocking the Light. I'm Ray, your host. And today's question that I have for you is, do you ever get triggered? Does someone ever say something to you or something pop up on your social media feeds or you listen to a podcast or have a conversation with a family member and you get triggered? Triggered meaning experiencing a lot of sadness, maybe some regret, some guilt, some shame, some fear, something along those lines. While well, in today's episode, me, Kayla, and Caroline are continuing to dig into this mountain is you book which has become something of a bible to me as of late, like I really enjoy it. I do believe it's brought a lot of value to my life and not only a lot of value, but like the reason why it's brought value is of how much more self-aware I feel. And I don't mean that in a sense of like, oh, I understand everything about myself now and blah, blah, blah. But I really do think that this book has helped me understand where my responsibility lies in certain situations. It's helped me understand where I've adopted a victim mindset or where I've constantly avoided pain in order to feel better, in order to control other people. To be honest, that's one that's a hard one to admit. But like there has been moments in this book where I realized that I was navigating myself away from people, not just because They were toxic or because they triggered me, for lack of a better word, but because I didn't know how to set boundaries. I didn't know how to express things that were on my mind. And it actually, this book continues to help me realize where I'm still afraid to express my mind. How much resentment is building up in certain relationships of mine, whether it be family, friends, coaches that I've had in the past where like things have been building up within me, not because these people are bad people, but because as we all are and like we are all doing, we are kind of enveloped and very self-centered in the way we can only see through our own eyes and how when we are navigating the world and we are creating or we are living, just living our life, other people aren't living that same experience. They don't have the same goals. They don't have the same feelings. They don't have all of these things. Anyways, this book has really helped me realize where I'm kind of holding myself back by not using my voice or succumbing to this I don't know, the thing that's coming to me the most, I don't mean this to be offensive, but like this woe is me mindset. And so today in the episode, uh, we are going through chapter three in this book and it's pages 71 through 101. And the uh, title of this chapter is, your triggers are the guides to your freedom. And just like I've been doing in the last couple of episodes, I've only taken a clip from the hour and a half long session that Michaela, Caroline and myself end up doing when we talk about this book chapter by chapter, because I mean, we could stay on for two hours, three hours on each chapter. It's that good. I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't be going over it like in depth on a podcast like this, if it wasn't that good. And this particular chapter with a title like your triggers are the guides to your freedom felt like that was very enticing in some ways it was also very I don't know if triggering was the right word but I was like what the heck does that mean you know because in this day and age where we have so many trigger warnings and we are trying to be so aware of people's feelings to the point that sometimes I feel like our society is almost encouraged to, I don't know, I almost don't feel like saying this, but I'm just gonna say it. I, I'll i just speak for myself. There are some times where I feel like I'm walking on eggshells in this life because of, I just don't know when I'm going to make somebody sad. I don't know when I'm going to spring up some kind of guilt. I don't know if me just talking about eating less food or counting my calories is going to cause someone else to feel shame or guilt that they're not doing the same. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever just feel like, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's like, I get worried to talk about certain things because I don't know what someone else is going through. And I have no idea how just something that is true to my life or just something I say offhandedly is going to cause someone else to spiral, you know, by quote unquote triggering them. So in this conversation today, Michaela, Caroline, and myself, I asked each of us to pick out in this section where um, kind of as the chapter go like as we get into the chapter it's called how to interpret negative emotions and i really liked this section because brianna the writer focuses on the emotions that we feel when we get triggered so the eight that she focuses on in this section is anger sadness guilt embarrassment jealousy resentment regret and Chronic Fear, just to like name a few. I'm sure there's more, but she mentions these. And I just asked each of us to share the portion of the book that we highlighted the most under one of these emotions. And we settled on resentment, or at least that's the clip that I'm giving to you. I, um, I think Caroline had one around... Guilt, I think. But anyways, um, we focus on resentment and we focus a little bit on anger as well and how I kind of get into it about how I think like resentment of someone can cause you or like it once was probably anger and then you just kind of push it down, push it down, push it down. And then anyways, we get into it. Okay. And so... That's the topic we talk about today. And before we get into that, I just want to say like other kind of topics that are in chapter three are as follows. Our internal guidance systems whisper until they scream is one of the subheadings. Your subconscious mind is trying to communicate with you, learning to listen again, how to follow your gut without getting scared of the future identifying the difference between instinct and fear, intrusive thoughts versus intuitive nudges, which is what I shared on the podcast, like in the last episode, and then how to start truly meeting your needs. So those are some other parts of chapter three. If you are following along with the book, and if you're not, if any of those intrigue you, I, again, really encourage you to get this book because I really do think it's good. And Yeah, let's get into the conversation about relationships and resentment.
1: Okay, I'm going to do resentment because I actually wrote on the borders. Okay, (laughs) cool. So she says on page 77, when we resent people, it is often because they did not live up to the expectation of them that we had in our minds. That hit me hard. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of us can relate to that, but it's really hard to hold yourself to that because we always think that we're right. It's kind of like human nature. So she said, again, below that is our, in fact, our only problem is that we just have unrealistic expectations that someone was meant to be exactly as we think they should or love us exactly as we imagine they should. Mm -hmm. And that other people are not here to love us perfectly. They're here to teach us lessons, to show us how to love them and ourselves better. Instead of focusing on how they should change, we can focus instead on what we can learn. And my little notes were, it has shown up in my relationship personally as self-sabotage, meaning like, or sorry, me trying to like subconsciously sabotage the relationship that was really healthy because of certain expectations that I put on it because of I can't even say because of why right now it's kind of it's a little more personal not that I don't want to be vulnerable but like my brain just right now is not (laughs) coming up with what it was and then also just like the parent-child relationship came up for me basically like a lot of time with the parent-child relationship aspect for me personally I adore my parents they did the best that they could with what they were given But there is a little bit of resentment from certain like childhood traumas, I believe. So instead of focusing on how they should change, we should focus on what we learn. So I know more so now I try to communicate more effectively like my emotions with my family or in my relationship. But also I know not everyone has that privilege because there are some very toxic relationships out there and people have boundaries as they should if it's like too bad then you know you need to protect yourself but thankfully i've been able to like speak with these people but
0: i think it's great to mention that yeah i do think that sometimes we i mean i've experienced resentment with my dad i've pretty much i think you know my parent that i don't experience as much resentment with is my mom but that's because she raised me and my dad didn't so i was able to kind of blame him for more things that he should have done and I have blamed my mom a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, oh man, I'm 31. These people had two children that were like seven and eight by the time they were my age, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how was I? You know, so when you ever, I feel like it's a huge eye opening moment. At least it was for me when I became the age of my parents and they had children, and I don't even have children. I was like, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Same, same here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, like. Speaking of childhood trauma, I know that can come in many different forms, but it could be as simple as like just parental divorce. You sort of mm-hmm. grow up seeing, depending on the circumstances, like resentment of your parents towards each other. And then you kind of mm-hmm. like internalize some of those. So I think this passage sort of had me thinking about like what is actually my resentment or what was sort of the agreements that I made shaped on what other people have told me and sort of recreating some of these relationships in a way that feels more genuine and like my like I took off the rose colored glasses or even the I don't know the opposite the green glasses I love the color green but like let's just say it's jealousy or whatever right now envy (laughs) um, anger red whatever color seeing red I guess would be better that's like a really intense emotion for sure because you can carry mm. it for ev- like a long time yeah. that's probably one of the hardest ones to let go of and it i think could. that's no resentment uh i mean they they go hand in hand but i think with anger at least like people sort of can cool off a little bit whereas resentment
0: it's one of those festering ones it
1: festers it kind of yeah. grows and then it's sort of like not only is it in your mind, but it's in your body too, which she oh, talks so about how the emotions are physical as well.
0: But. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that we allow resentment to fester because like, as I was seeing it, like in the body, like why it festers, I do wonder if like deep down, we know that we shouldn't have expectations of people and that's why we don't really voice them as much. Or that's something. totally what it is. I can tell you, I am so guilty of, and I know
1: probably a lot of people are, of building people up to be this crazy, good, whatever person you, in your mind, create this whole thing of who you want them to be. And then they don't show up as that person. And one, you're disappointed, and then you, you're you resentful of it. But at the end of the day, it's hard because we did that. You know what I mean? So we can't really blame it on the other person because we created this whole story and narrative of who we wanted this person to be. And they didn't live up to the potential that we created for them. And that's a hard pill to swallow too. That is a hard pill to swallow. And that is very, very hard to navigate through that. And especially though, when you know you are in usually this happens after you become aware of a toxic situation but like the first thing that came to my brain was like people who are in narcissistic uh, relationships whether it's like a partner or a family member or a friend like you got the rose colored glasses on for a while rose colored meaning like putting them kind of on a pedestal and having these like expectations of them and then all of a sudden it turns into like the victim mentality, um, when they end up not living to your, up to your expectations, because I mean, it's, it's gets a little more complex because this is like, again, not therapy, <laughs> but with the narcissistic cycle, like usually they kind of like put you up on a pedestal and sort of like, see what you're looking for in someone. Um, and then it turns into like gaslighting, which if people don't know that it's like when you swear something happened and then they say like i didn't do that or whatnot and then you're like what do you mean like (laughs) it's just a whole complicated there could there's a lot of ways you could go with that but it's interesting because going back to what you said caroline the whole just like the hard pill to swallow putting them up on a pedestal with your expectations it doesn't necessarily mean like that you should feel guilty for doing that because i think that's where you get like tripped. we are you can get tripped up with that in regards to like how did i not see the signs or like mm-hmm. how did i make this really great person seem like this terrible person because of the fact that i thought they had to live up to everything in my head because it could be a really healthy relationship instead of a narcissistic relationship does that make sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. and it's- i
0: feel like the times where like resentment can be beneficial is like it like when you resent somebody, you could also be discovering what your expectations are too. I think yeah. that's on me if I'm finding myself in a re- in a relationship where I am resenting someone. There could be because there there isn't an equal exchange there. There could like legit be some things that aren't living up to where I want to be in my life, you know, and I think that's where we get the which I didn't say I was gonna do this one, but I always like to talk about anger. Because I like how she says anger is a beautiful transformative emotion. Yes. Because I agree. And she also says anger is trying to mobilize us and initiate action. Again, I agree. It's like I have actually learned that when I am angry, it's usually trying to show me that a boundary is being crossed or I haven't created the boundary. And so so put someone's crossed the boundary. I have not vocalized. There's just so many things with anger that I actually, when I am angry, I really will sit with it and I will see what it's telling me. Cause that is, yeah, it's one of the things that gets me moving the most because I'm an Aries moon. So if I'm angry, (laughs) it's very hard for me to hide that. And Mm -hmm. I am not so much of a festerer because of that. Like I do have those fiery emotions that I've learned over time it's better for everyone involved if I just not let things fester because I'm kind of like a ticking time bomb in that way. So when I hear anger, I acknowledge it and I I allow it to like talk to me, but I definitely feel like resentment can move you towards that. If you're not creating boundaries or if you're not honoring your own expectations, it could definitely happen. But also you got to keep yourself in check. It's like I'm expecting this from somebody Am, am I a worthy opponent in that area? you know, am I right. do it, you know, you just gotta be real with yourself too. Am I holding the same standards for them as I'm holding for myself?
1: That's Sometimes important.
0: we're not
1: yeah. I was gonna say that's where it becomes complicated with um, mm-hmm. <laughs> with relationships or like the healthy relationships. and it's like you put so much pressure on them, but then like, really our relationships kind of act as a mirror. So like, are you being like fair to them based on like your, what you're putting in, like what you, yeah, you have from? to hold yourself accountable.
0: Mm-hmm. But I like how you said Michaela, because I had this conversation with a friend a few weeks ago and it was a cool moment for us. It, it changed my life when I realized this about a past relationship that I was engaging with a few years ago. And I told her, uh, cause she was having a similar situation I told her that when it it came down to it, a big reason I was able to get over that person was because I apologized to them for everything I did wrong as well. But for the majority of that relationship, I felt like I was the person that was being constantly wronged until I really was able to look at it because I was ready to leave it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? We were talking about it and she said it never crossed my mind that I did anything wrong in Mm -hmm. that scenario. And I'm like, And I was like, it was actually very freeing for me to do that because what was it? I was feeling so much anger towards them. And in that anger, I realized it was actually a real cover up for shame around stuff Mm -hmm. that I also did, but I just wanted to continue saying that they were the bad guy. And that's why I did X, Y, and Z. But when somebody does X, Y, and Z doesn't mean you do A, B, and C, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. That's what I was like, man, that person kept crossing my boundaries. Then I had to go do A, B, and C because they were doing X, Y, and Z. And then I was like, but I didn't have to do that. That's my responsibility in that relationship. You know? And she was like, oh, I didn't see it that way. I was like, girl, I can sleep so much better at night, though. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I was wrong too. And that just made me be like, that's why it wasn't the right match. Anyways, is this relationships is that what we're doing
1: right. <laughs> i mean it's no but there's a lot in here that i'm just like it wow. all fits it all fits <laughs> relationships doesn't mean boyfriend girlfriend 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 oh, yeah, boyfriend, boyfriend. It, be, uh, it could be what's on it, any kind of yeah human connection form you have yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: very I'm true shy.
0: Alright, thanks so much for listening today As per usual, if you like the podcast Please click the fifth star Leave a kind review And screenshot it, put it in your story Send it to a friend, family member Or follower on your social media pages And really appreciate you being here Thanks so much And I'll talk to you soon Bye Rise inside my dear
1: Rise inside Feel your heart beat still Let the light hit your eyes and your palms open wide to the universe Say-